Hi, welcome to VG Empire. I'm your host, Brett Elston, and with me are two people who are normally sitting here. All right. <laughs> hey, it's Henry Gilbert. Okay, hey, it's Chris Antisa. One, I didn't know this is a Silent Hill episode. I wouldn't even be here. Second, I didn't know you were going to open it up with that uh, Italian guinea greaseball Captain Corelli's Mandarin. Uh, <laughs> Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> it's a separate language. Uh, that sounds racist. I didn't man. know you'd be doing Yes, I didn't know I'd be sitting on this. I refuse, and I'm leaving. Well, too bad. You're already here. Are you playing Loris Thief? You've committed. That's. Don't jump okay. ahead. Okay. Don't jump okay. ahead. I'll man. stick around for that. So, uh, yeah, this whole episode in um, celebration of uh, the blast of Silent Hill content we're getting this month, <laughs> uh, I thought it was finally time to do a proper uh, tribute, not just Silent Hill, but uh, Akira Yamaoka, who's the composer for. Uh, to this day? Not nope. anymore. He didn't do Downpour, which is the newest mm-hmm. one. Out now on your platform of choice. Find it on the sidebar later. <laughs> Laser we'll, time. Later we'll talk about his uh, where he is now. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. But uh yeah, again, this is uh, VG Empire. Uh, VGEmpire.com mm-hmm. is the website. And I appreciate all the comments and uh feedback. Feedback's always good and uh, mm-hmm. I just like getting on there and, and checking out comments. I did the, we started a VG Empire forum on lasertimepodcast.com. Ah, so yes. if you want to like contribute show ideas or like Go super in depth where you couldn't go in comments. It's there for you. Right. Yes. I don't think Brett knows how to check those yet, so I don't expect no, him to I, respond to you. I don't even know what the internet is at this point. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so this episode. Uh, yeah. Can I get that on my Motorola Razor? Yeah. I'm not sure if I can read uh, that. Sending only to StarTech phones <laughs> now anymore. Um, if you're under 20, that may not even make sense. Oh. I don't. <laughs> yes, your parents' idiot friend would use one. Yeah. Do you remember Altel? Altel. My dad uh, works singular. for them. Yeah, singular, cellular one, and 360 communications. Mm. We're getting super regional now, I think. Yeah, I think so. And they were regional cell phone companies. And they all got bought out slowly by Verizon, which reminds me of Silent Hill, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Nice, you are good at this. I'm the best. (laughs) The best at not segueing into things and steamrolling the conversation. You're the best. Silent Hill, huh? So yeah, the song that brought us in is kind of, is the theme to Silent Hill. Uh, Mm. Yamaoka's like opening songs for, especially Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 are just Mm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got me about that intro is like that's like proper music. That's like to have that happen in PS One days. It's like it still was pretty uncommon to have. It was we were still in like a game music kind of situation mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. a, prior episodes like like that's my uh, game music. It drove along the action you were committing instead yeah. of set, setting ambient <laughs> tones, and which the, I actually prefer as far as game music goes. And, sometimes, uh, but um, yeah, it, it depended on the game. Silent Hill is a game that needs moody music, yeah. but then. Atmospheric music, which is kind of where we got now, where everything sounds like Hans Zimmer, is also I, I don't <laughs> I don't like that too much Boo. either. Mm-hmm. But Silent Hill, like right from the start, Akira Yamaoka got it completely right and mm-hmm. set the tone for an entire franchise that has become a big moneymaker for Konami and like did it with the moment you turn the game on, the mm-hmm. first track, that that first song that brings you in, along with the this, the the, in, the intro movie, it just sets the tone of this bleak, desperate, kind of sad, and you haven't even started playing the game yet. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just done perfectly. So that intro song, uh, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I didn't play a whole lot of Silent Hill 1 when it first came out because I had done Resident Evil and my, I think I've... In your brain. You I've spoken a, quite a bit about my experience with the first Resident Evil and I've kind mm-hmm. of come to terms with it after <laughs> having finally played the GameCube remake. Um, I feel a little bit better about it. But I didn't jump into Silent Hill right away just because I didn't, you know, I was like, I already did the scary game. I want to do something mm-hmm. else. Uh, we'll get into two pretty soon, and that's obviously like most people. When I jumped whole, like just jumped in completely. But one, I still appreciated what it was when people would talk about it because, like, I'm like mm-hmm. man, that sounds incredible. Like the idea of this creepy, foggy town, and then the town changes all of a sudden. Now the walls that were already pretty scary and oppressive, like yeah. and now it's like totally the other side kind of Silent Hill, where it's like made of skin and total rusted gates, and now it looks absolutely intense. That was that was my experience with it. I uh, I actually never played it, but I watched I watched a friend play through all of the first oh, one nice. and like freaked me out so bad. Yeah. Like and 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 I had that experience watching him play it of like when he starts like you're walking in the fog, you hear the your radio go off, you're like, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's already kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And you think like you've hit the wall on creepiness when you're walking through like yeah. the old the old hospital and then it turns into real just scary hell, world. Just yeah. hell on earth hospital. Hell on earth mm-hmm. like and then like there were times like he was walking around the hospital like Wait, did you see a little baby ghost walking around? Where was? Holy fuck! No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, and it also like had a neat trick that it could look good, 
because the this flashlight in the dark areas, the flashlight would only illuminate so much. Mm. So the game would only have to generate so much whatever the right. flashlight was showing. So it could look better too. Like yeah. it was a neat trick. Uh, what was that Dementium kind of did that a little too mm-hmm. for DS? <laughs> Somebody mentioned right. that again. Good. Yeah, which is a, a good game. Yeah, like right. I actually liked the uh, impressive I, for a DS game. I didn't play Dementium two, so I don't know. No, about it. no okay. I, didn't. Uh, I, I did play one though, and it did the similar thing where when you. Uh, have the flashlight because it doesn't have to deal with as much geometry like mm-hmm. it can run a little smoother um but on top of all of that like the game itself was very well handled but it was to me the music that made it so unforgettable and uh we'll go into a few songs here this is blood tears first which is not bloody tears like castlevania <laughs> i'd love to just sandwich that same in company same, same company mm. sandwich bloody tears in over silent hill and watch how much more awesome it gets you think somebody would have noticed <laughs> So Blood Tears is like this kind of droning sadness, um, which you'll find is similar to most Silent Hill music. And it's also <laughs> the end of the Planet of the Apes series originally, the yes. Ape Cries, uh, Blood Tears, which I thought okay. was very poignant. We'll discuss that in a later podcast, yes. what that means to all of us. The all-ape-a-thon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ape Crisis, Henry, if, ape I, crisis. if, if yeah. I may. Ape. Yes. If I may. Um, yeah, so the, some blood tears, it's, it's that kind of ambiguous thing where it can either be really moving, like on mm-hmm. a touching note, or it can be really depressing. Mm-hmm. And it really, it hits you whenever you're, it's like getting drunk. It accentuates <laughs> the mood you're in when you started drinking. So like if you go into it sad, you probably want to kill yourself when you're done with it. So that's blood tears, and after that is Alchemilla Hospital. Alchemilla? Sure. The hospital. Sure. Um, which to me is the perfect example of like, it's not exactly what I would call listenable <laughs> but it's a great example of uh, how oppressive and upsetting uh, Yamaoka's music would be mm-hmm. and how it's an inseparable part of the game. Like, the mm-hmm. music is, like, already creepy. But then when a monster shows up or the scene changes to true Silent Hill, it gets... you. It's just so aggro... Like, it's... I can't even really describe it with a proper word. It's just, it's just really intense and upsetting. And you want to get out of that situation. It really mm-hmm. gets that... Like, even though you're playing a game with a poorly rendered polygon character in a clearly like mm-hmm. non-transparent fog that's just like a sheet and like <laughs> yes. f- there's no reason you should be scared like it looks like people being scared of caveman drawings at this point right <laughs> yes yeah but the music is it, it it pulls you into the world and that song like to me like when it goes like halfway through and the scary part kicks in you just like I'll probably just skip it when I'm listening to the podcast later because I don't want to listen to it but if Ooh. as as Good an way to start the show well, that song. But as an example of like what, what his music would do and how it would make the, the, the game work, like that's, it's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. And after that will be the Antique Shop, which is uh, this total X-Files, uh, like tubular bells uh, from Pure Moods, everybody, uh, <laughs> thing that's just, it's like a haunting mood-setting thing that's just uh, a lot like Blood Tears. But, um, so we'll do Blood Tears, Hospital, and then uh, the Antique Shop, and we'll do
so soothing yet creepy. That was not soothing. Well, at the all. middle one was not <laughs> soothing at all. But like, oh. yeah, you were saying, Henry, when you were acting to like when when the hospital kicks up mm-hmm. and the clanging metal industrial engine noise starts, it's like, yeah, you're just like, you want to open any door, you want to do anything other than where you are with that music happening, and then you just like that's to me that was playing Silent Hill, uh, specifically two and three for me. But like that, I have to get out of this room right now because the music has kicked in and made it unbearable to even be here. Yeah, it did what the best game music does, which is it made it it made the atmosphere. Yeah, it completely sold me on it. Without yeah. the music, it wouldn't have been the world it was. Like, yeah. and also I, I know that uh, Yamaoka, even on like the first Silent Hill, he was he wasn't just the composer who just handed music and walked away. Like he he worked. He was a producer on the game too. He was definitely invo- like heavily involved with the creation of the game, mm-hmm. uh, especially when uh, like when three, four, Homecoming era, like yeah. when Silent Hill became a, a thing. Like he became much more involved as it went on. Um, but yeah, he also, uh, as far as what he did pri- other than Silent Hill, uh, he's um, <laughs> important to me. Sparkster guys, wow, the Rocket Knight sequel. Rocket Knight. <laughs> um, I forgot. Remember there was that Sparkster remake, a uh, reboot? Evolved. What was that? Uh, yeah, the Rocket Knight something returns. I forgot all about that. It was but, okay. Wow, he worked on Sparkster. That's great. Yeah, Sparkster's music's really good. Um, Shadows of the Dam most recently, which mm-hmm. is really good and. We touched on briefly, I think, in episode nine with the uh, 2011 year in review. Yep. And then uh, the new shooter, which I'm going to pronounce as Cine Mora. I think it is Cine, Cine Mora, yeah. And so I did the music for that, which, as you might expect, is not like Silent Hill music. It's a very... Well, that game is weird. It's a bullet hell game. Yeah. But it was made by Digital Realities, who were but half Digital Realities, but got the extra polish from... Uh, grasshopper at the end. Okay, and he's doing the music for the upcoming. I think it's in May. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. He's doing oh, the awesome. sound music for that too. He's Yamaka is awesome. Actually, speaking of Lollipop Chainsaw, I actually got to see him in person. Mm. Like, just I was at a Lollipop Chainsaw preview event and just standing outside waiting to get in, and I looked beyond some freelancer who I was talking to. I was like, "Oh, that's Yamaka. Just standing right there." He's like, "Yeah, just getting some air." That's him. nice. Like, oh. But unfortunately, Yamaka was too busy that night to be interviewed. Which was I did get to interview him uh, when Homecoming came out, which I'll talk about a little later. Mm. Um, but moving on, uh, I'm actually going to skip Silent Hill 2 here for a second. What? Only because you can probably guess what song's going to end the show. Oh. <laughs> uh, but moving into Silent Hill 3, uh, which obviously came after 2. Uh, but 2 was the one that brought a lot of people, like Drew put up a lot of attention on... on it defined what the game would be from... Yeah, future. Uh, the idea that mm-hmm. so, but then three, rather than do a standalone story, which is what two was, three started tying back into one, and then uh, the movie that would come around is a combination of like Silent Hill one and three. That kind of collection irritated me. Why couldn't they include one? Mm. Uh, it would take more work to HDify it. Sure, to, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but that's good. that's the one I I, I would kind of like to go back and revisit the most. They would just they should just remake it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... isn't that kind of what Shattered Memories was? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Uh, uh, let's talk about Shattered Memories later. But okay. yeah, kind of, but not really. Yeah, because I don't know anything about Shattered Memories. Um, um, but so Silent Hill 3 came out in 2003 and mm-hmm. uh, starred Heather... Heather, whatever. The, the little girl that Mason saved yep. in, uh, and, in the uh, first one. A really uh, fun character design, but... Then, uh, let's see, gameplay-wise, like you got the more powerful guns a little quicker, and the monsters got progressively weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it starts in such a weird place of, like, a dream of a weird amusement park. Like. Yeah, and yeah, and it gets, like, 3 was super tense, and the same thing, but, like, had a more personal story uh, for her as a little, as, like, a 14-year-old or, or like, 17-year-old, Mid-teens, I think. I, mid-teens, mid-teens, teens, yeah. Um, which, I mean, 2 is a super personal story for James, obviously, because that's the whole game is him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 3 starts tying into more of the mythology, but it really does keep getting more and more upsetting the more you play it, and it's just a general bad place in your head to be. Yeah. And which is why I can't play them that often. It was hard it's to like, play in for more than, like, two hours at yeah, a time. Yeah, and you just, like, want, like, Resident Evil, like, it has that, like, when you're playing, like, a classic one, or even four, like there's never, you never upset. It's not a psychological thing. Like you can get mm. scared and be kind of anxious, a lot. Like especially playing like the GameCube remake or playing RE2. Yeah. But yeah. like Silent Hill is this other thing that like it's not something I can do as often as enjoy Resident Evil because mm. Resident Evil is just like this fun game I can play a lot. Whereas Silent Hill is like, no, I really just do get burned out like emotionally. Like I can't mm. deal with it enough to play a, a game every couple of years. Like I think the difference is is just like. 
Resident Evil, you have a you have a distance from the scares, like a little bit. They're, number one, like you're you're a highly trained operative in pretty much every Resident Evil game, so mm-hmm. like you have the skills to defend yourself. Yeah. You're not you can be killed in sometimes in in different levels. Use different levels of threat in each Resident Evil. Yeah, because even the first game, you're not you're still going in as stars. Like yeah. you're not newbies. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, you're just a, a lot of times in Silent Hill, you're a guy or a girl. Like you, you have no, you weren't prepared to defend yourself ever. Yeah. And Homecoming is a little different because you're like army dude returning. Uh, yeah. But what? Yeah. But then, uh, and then but also, that's an exception. But then also in in Silent Hill, like. The world's more personally like made. It's it's made to to freak out that character. Like, yeah. It, well, meanwhile, in in Resident Evil, you're more so like an operative that stumbles onto uh, an evil plot that doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with you. Yeah, it's usually not a personal vendetta or something. Whereas Silent Hill, like as established with two, mm-hmm. and which I thought was the brilliant thing about two that made it stick so well was like it's a personal purgatory kind of thing. Yeah, and that's why. And then three starts playing into the mythology of like the baby chosen thing. Like uh, it's been almost literally yeah. ten years since I played it, so I don't. That really mythology remember. is ridiculous. It's 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 crazy. It's, two two is better for yeah. dumping it. But uh, the music again in three same, same thing super fitting and. Uh, the first song, "End of Small Sanctuary." Um, this is a song that plays early on, and you're walking down this like side alley, like when she, you first go to the mall or something. Yeah, yeah, you're in the mall, and, and that's why it's that's when it why it was really scary. It starts in such a mundane thing. You're a teenager mm-hmm. in normal clothes, and then this music starts playing, and it's Small Sanctuary, and it, to me, it really captured that sense of like being a teenager and having that afternoon open to you like <laughs> that that exploring that exploring like i'm going to go waste the day kind of thing but you're also at that age where you remember being a kid mm-hmm. and how it's not going to be that way anymore yeah. but you're also now aware of the future and how your freedom that you have now is not going to last like i feel like this song yeah. is only like a minute long <laughs> like it gets that to me but it still has that slight like something's not okay vibe in it like it's it's an amazing song for how short it is and then after that is a much more uh, mean-spirited sickness unto foolish death, <laughs> which is uh, really moody. But then it like brings in this great ba- uh, this great beat and like this like kind of electric piano or keyboard kind of thing. I think it's a beautiful song, but again, really kind of creepy and scary. And then uh, after that, we'll do what is one of my absolute favorite songs from the entire series, which is "You're Not Here," which is Yamaoka's intro to Silent Hill Three, which. Uh, Sounds to me like, again, it's like, it's a legitimate song with lyrics. The whole time I was watching the Silent Hill movie, I was like, man, I really hope the movie ends with that song. I hope the credits of this movie are You're Not Here. That would be so perfect. And then when it happened, I just had this silent, like, elbow jutting, yes. (laughs) Even though the movie, you know, we can take it or leave it. But I was just, all I wanted was like, please just end the movie with this song. It would be so perfect. And they did. I think in the history of of video game films, Silent Mm. Hill stands tall. But I I thought it was actually okay. Like I thought yeah. it was pretty faithful to what you would want. And yeah. the pyramid head stuff was really messed up. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. You couldn't have asked for more. I think really, like they they didn't they didn't yeah they didn't screw it up. I only saw the director's movie before that, which is Brotherhood so, of the Wolf. No, uh, Hot Tension. Oh. Which Oof, before that movie. yeah the the entire movie is great until it's negated by its last five minutes. Oh boy. Yeah. One of the, one of those kind of endings, right. fantastic! You have to see it just for that. Like, like why so did you angry. do that? Halfway through the movie, I was like, I, "Nah, whatever." Let's no, not talk about it. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you're not here, which to me sounds like a Pat Benatar or Blondie kind of thing. <laughs> that, but like vintage of those mm-hmm. of those two. It's it's Bob Dylan the movie, female because the female lead yeah. in the game. Yeah, well, yeah, and it, it's just a really empowering, good song. But then also has that kind of sadness to it. And again, like with Silent Hill one and two. It's this intro song plus the movie that's playing over it is just sets the tone so perfectly. Um, I listened to this song. It's been on my iPod since iPods were invented. It was <laughs> I had it on a CD when I were back when I was working at Toys R Us, and it'd be in the back storeroom. I'd have the Silent Hill three soundtrack on, listening to it over and over again. Um, so yeah, we'll do these three songs: "End of Small Sanctuary," "Sickness Under Foolish Death," and "You're Not Here." I'll be right back.
Alright, yeah, so when that movie was ending and then the song came on, that kind of, regardless if the movie was good or bad, mm-hmm. I, it ended on the exact note I wanted it to, so it tailored my whole experience of, like, <laughs> it, it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, wow. yeah, that, that song, yeah, I, oof, I really, really love that song, and I it was actually included in the game. Like when you bought the game, Silent Hill Three, it came with a soundtrack sampler, so it had like ten tracks on it that were all the stuff you'd want to hear. Oh, so it was really, it was really quite cool. That's different. That's very it is different. different. And different. it means they were proud of the music. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is, when I was looking at this show, I found that uh, in a strange sense of being completely with it, Silent Hill One, Two, Three, and Four complete soundtracks are all on Amazon MP3 store. Weird. Full very soundtracks. Odd. They're very all the, odd they're indeed. all there, and I'm like, for reasonable prices or like Japanese import. They're all ten 90- bucks. Wow. For like a wow. soundtrack of like thirty songs or something. Wow. Um, so that's really like if yeah if this episode does anything to spur that just go buy them like it's mm-hmm. each maybe, one of them is good maybe through a link on Laser Time Podcast maybe <laughs> there has been a link there has been a link on the right to the Amazon MP3 store since the site went up but uh, mm. you should look around there there's some surprising stuff in there and I had no idea the Silent Hill stuff was there but uh, moving out of Silent Hill three and again this is like just it's weird because it's like there's a ton of excellent music in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even per game, there's a ton of amazing stuff, but a lot of it is situational. It's only mm-hmm. it only works if you're experiencing it, which is why, like the hospital thing that we did earlier, I want to play a lot of that because it's not <laughs> it's not pleasant. <laughs> but then there's a lot of then there's a, just so enough. Nobody s- listens to like the psycho killing music. It's yeah, a great soundtrack, reet, reet, reet. but it's meant to be jarring and yeah. So it, it it's worth experiencing. It's worth experiencing all these games <laughs> for that. But like, there's only a handful of songs I would choose to say mm-hmm. listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we just did with with those. Moving on into uh, Silent Hill Four, the room? The, room, the room. Tyler Wilde just exalted that the other night. He said he really liked that game. See, I bought it based solely off of how much I enjoyed two and three, mm-hmm. and then never played it. It was mm-hmm. it remained sealed. And this is before I got in the games industry. I was like working at yeah. TV station. Like I was a consumer. I, rem- abs- I remember us laughing at the title, and now the room the just room. means something else it's to a me. Totally different. Tear me apart. Like it means something completely different yeah. now. And I yeah, I want to go p- play any game called The Room now. Yeah, one of my friends, a uh, well, creative assassin, he pointed mm-hmm. out that because he played four mm-hmm. quite a bit, and he pointed out that the the, the apartment that you're in in the room mm-hmm. uh, in Silent Hill four. Is actually in Downpour as one of the like weird wow. side quest things. Like you'll because Michael uh, was talking about his review. Michael Rapares. Rapares. Mm-hmm. He was saying in his review, like the the main quest is you know so so, but then the side quest is all these really creepy, upsetting things in Downpour that are actually really interesting and very classic Silent Hill bizarre puzzle that's really mm-hmm. disturbing. And then I'm guessing one of those you walk in and like if you played Silent Hill Four, you're like. Oh wow! This is the room from the room, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. A spoon on the wall and everything. Yes, I was joking with my with my. He, nobody has found this funny, but I like the observation when talking about Silent Hill games. I said Games Radar should change the number six on their review scale to the name Silent Hick Silent Hill, so we'll have five Silent Hill and seven, because if a Silent Hill game is a five or a seven, it's not Silent Hill anymore. Silent Hills are sixes all the time. I don't think that's the case. Are they? Almost all. Well, dude, to me, yeah. Like, I think they get away with a lot by having a strong legacy and a couple characters that people mm-hmm. recognize. And maybe downpours a break from that tradition. But they're yeah. always, they're always, they're always sixes to me. I feel like two and three are way above that. Sure, but I, that was, I, that was almost like what, like fifteen it, years ago, uh, and like there's yeah. been a lot of. The, no, the, I agree. It's, a lot well, of PSP exclusive since then. I yeah. forgot what I gave Shatter Memories if it was a seven or an eight, mm-hmm. but it was better than a six. Like. We're going to talk about better than a six now. Yes, Mm -hmm. I actually have come to like it more the more I think about it because I think seventy five percent of Shattered Memories is a really good game and one of the most emotionally mature games that has ever been like published. Whoa, nice and more like Shattered Memories though. Then there's twenty five percent of it that's no fun to play. Ah, there's the Silent Hill right back there again. Well, (laughs) Shattered Memories the way they do it is combat. There is no combat. Like, you have to run from things. Like, basically, you're exploring something, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you you do something that then causes the whole world to ice over. And at that point, faceless things start trying to kill you, and your only response is to run from them. But the problem is most of the maps don't make any sense when you're running, so you're just running in circles and being just murdered, and it's, it's no fun at all. But... 
But the point they were trying to make, man. Yeah. But you should still, by now, also, it uses the Wii remote in such interesting ways. Uh. Like, you get cell phone calls on your Wii and you hold a Wii remote and hold it up to your ear. Yabba dabba do. I like talking to you. <laughs> uh, hey now. Hey. Whoa. Seriously, everybody, like, just rent, just rent shattered memories on the Wii. Like, it's seriously, the story it tells. I don't want to like ruin. Wow. I'm not going to spoil it, but the story right. it tells is an amazing story. Like it's yeah. a really interesting story. And even Silent Hill Origins for PSP. Like, uh, I I actually played. I played through most of it. I didn't get to finish it. Me too. But I I liked. Uh, <laughs> it gave me an idea for the band name Dirty Gurney. <laughs> which, Stop it! You're already on fire. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill Four. You were Silent Hill Four. Uh, I've only, so what I've done is I've combined uh, just to so so the episode's not super long. Wow, Chris is red. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I call a Flintstone phone. Yeah. All right. Um, so Silent Hill Four will do a Wounded War song, which uh, it's again an ominous, oppressive style, but it feels closer to Silent Hill One to me mm-hmm. than two or three did because two and three two has its thing and three has its thing. And this song sounds more like Silent Hill One to me, like the, uh, you know, blood tears and and the the item shop and stuff like that. Like it sounds mm-hmm. a little bit closer to the general uneasiness and not the gah coming to eat you thing. And then uh, after that, we'll go into the sound from Silent Hill Homecoming, which is witchcraft, um, which sounds more like Shadows of the Dam. So I feel like you can actually start to see him just you know experimenting with the sounds. And then when you listen to uh, witchcraft from Homecoming, it sounds very close to. Uh, his work on Shadows of the Dam, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, like Shadows of the Dam, as far as I can tell, did not do well. Didn't do very good at all. No. Uh, deserves to go buy it, listen to the soundtrack. It was super fun. The music was incredible. Like it's totally worth playing. Um, we'll do those two songs, and then easing us into Silent Hill Two is the song "Promise," the reprise, which is probably the most famous Silent Hill Two song, even above "Theme of Laura," I think, because uh, it was used in the movie as well. But uh, it's again, you know, it's like a key song. Uh, it's you know another uh, Yama Okanaka and other part kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do uh, Wounded War song from Silent Hill Four, Witchcraft from Homecoming, and then Promises from Silent Hill Two, and we'll be right back.
back. Okay. We are back after wow. uh, that, that, that Flintstones phone joke really got to me. I'm sorry, guys. After a legitimate, we had to take an actual break. Is there anything you want to say about us? You did say that's the only time you'll be able to talk about Shattered Memories. <laughs> Shattered Memories, all right. It's a really good game. Yamaoka. I think it's the last Silent Hill game he composed. Mm. Might, did the composition be, for. Might be true, yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, he left Konami and went to work with his... Uh, he said he just really liked what Suda51 was doing at Grasshopper, so just went there and was like, I'll just do whatever you want. I'll yeah. work at Grasshopper. So, but, um, but Shattered Memories was... Uh, made outside it was made by a foreign company uh, and it's technically a remake of the first silent hill but it's really like it does its own thing and it's like i said really interesting like you shouldn't it was not worth the 50 dollars when they charged for it but um i'm gonna bring up a weird topic and you can tell me to shut up but it does make me think of all the um, franchises that got Wii entries that will just be forgotten entries in that whole game series. <laughs> yeah. Like some, someday I'd just like to have a compilation. Did yeah. You, did you know an Ace Combat? I, I don't know. There's Skycrawlers. You know there's an SSX on this system that you'll yeah. never see again? SSX. Tony Hawk, Downhill Jam. Downhill Jam. SSX Blur, Soul Calibur Legends. Yeah. Lots, yeah. Of, lots of weird. But lots I, of weird stuff. But Shattered Memories is actually among the better ones, I would, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Like Shattered Memories, I bet, is much better than both da- Downpour and Homecoming. Hmm. Interesting. I've heard mixed things about Downpour. I don't. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it I, also, li- I liked what I played at Comic-Con. And my, well, I know Michael liked it, but he, like, he stands by that series pretty strongly. Uh, Loves that series. Though Shattered Memories, it was put out on the PS2 and PSP. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but if you play it on those... <laughs> You don't get the fun use of the Wii remote that I was talking about. Another dabba do. I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's got lots of interesting things on it. They use the speaker. They use the. Yeah. You take photos with you like your cell, your smartphone, that then like reveal secret like grief and suffering in people's. Cool. Like, I hope that's like a, a bullet point in the back of the book. Grief and suffering. <laughs> the game starts with like you being. The game is all about you being psychoanalyzed, like, mm-hmm. and you. You answer a questionnaire at the start of the game that asks things like, "Have you ever cheated on a spouse? Have you ever wow. done that? Like, it's or ever cheated on a partner?" And then, like after they ask you that, they're like, "Are you telling the truth, really?" Like, I was like, man, I hope nobody. And then your Wii remote rings, yes. and it's the government. <laughs> we Wii remote vibrates, and then. <laughs> so moving on with the music. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, wait, li- listen. Okay, just look at the Shattered Memories like theme with lyrics is really good. Oh yeah, you mentioned like he has another intro theme song. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just a good one. Let me see if you can hear any of it. Oh, you're doing that. You're doing one of those things. I like the uh, reverb of the, <laughs> the sound of it coming out of a radio. Wow, pretty cool. Transformer walking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, probably should have played that if somebody would have told me ahead of time. At the time, I was, I, you, we were working together then. I probably told you the same thing I say now, which is like the music's really good. (laughs) Well, no, seventy-five percent of it is really great. That yeah, twenty-five percent of it is no fun at all to play and was is a pain in the butt. Right. Before we move on out of the episode, though, uh, and mm-hmm. get into Silent Hill 2, um, which I've only picked one more song, you might imagine. Oh, no. Uh, I wanted to go totally off the rails and throw everyone a curveball. What? With a smart ball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So before he did Silent Hill, obviously he had Akira Yamaoka worked on other games, and Sparkstar mm-hmm. I mentioned before, but one of the very first things he ever did was for... Um, the, yeah, cool. su- the Super NES game called Smart Ball, which is called, oh, called Jerry Boy in Japan, which is this Jerry. adorable jelly bean so. that it's one of the cutest games you'll ever play. So knowing he had a hand <laughs> in the music is really silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, And it's also made by Game Freak. So it's a Game Freak game po- from, of Pokemon fame. Mm-hmm. This is craziness. And with music by Kira Yamaoka, published by Sony. What a on, weird... On the Super NES. It's just this weird, like, remember before everything just yeah. was all bought up by one company? Before kind the of lines were drawn. It's everywhere. like finding out about that game mm. called Oni that was like developed by Bungie, Bungie and published by yeah. Rockstar. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, I remember seeing that at Toys R Us for years, just one PC copy sitting on a shelf, <laughs> and I'm like, man, Rockstar, that's the company that makes GTA, isn't it? But uh, so I wanted to do uh, three songs, um, real here, uh, here real quick uh, from Smartball Green Plains, which is mm. level one. Boop, 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 boop. Happy, silly music, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which I'm only putting in here as the sharpest possible contrast to the rest of the show. Um, and then, <laughs> but then level one, two is this ruins, and it's 
level one two. Like it's not even mm-hmm. level two yet, mm-hmm. and it's already like, and it, the first level is such a happy, ridiculously cheerful level and song, and then the second stage is this burned out town, and the music is like it actually made me very sad as a kid, oh. and I should not be sad at like <laughs> age eleven. <laughs> when I'm playing a game, like it should be pure escapism, and the game music shouldn't take me to a sad place, but instead it did. And mm. I'm like, is this the beginning of his like, hmm, this is an emotional reaction in these children? <laughs> I must, su- I must make them suffer. Uh, so there's that, and then we'll go on to the next level. Is you're on the moon, and it's uh, really kind of like lullaby music to me. It's really peaceful. I love moon. You've heard it. I can tell you've heard this song before. It's a different moon song. Um, and it sounds like, oh, yeah. It sounds like Final Fantasy IV to me, honestly. So we'll do those three songs from this smart ball. Uh, and I actually got to interview Yamaoka uh, for Games Radar back when Homecoming first came out. Uh, I have a quote from him here in a second. Um, but I did get to actually ask him about smart ball and be like, so did you actually do that? And he's like, yes. And it was really weird. <laughs> wow. But uh, we'll do those songs and be right back. That space, uh, the moon. What's it called? To the moon. Moon. Noon. The moon. The moon song. Like, it made me think obviously of Ducktales. But like, uh, 
games uh, where there's a level set in space and the space music they choose because I just finished uh, Mario Land 2 and the, uh, the oh, space music there is like is like outside of the entire game oh, amazing yeah. and uh, yeah, I just wanted to like dig into like space levels of or games the, that aren't space games were the right. land games by Hip Tanaka I feel like he was like involved in those which games? Sa- the Mario Land soundtracks Ooh, I feel like I don't know offhand I yeah. think so I feel like he was at least partially involved I think so at least for two or three because the sounds are like it's definitely not Koji it almost sometimes in the Mario Land games it sounds like someone imitating Koji Kondo, but not real Koji Kondo. Right. And I, I thought I'd play this game, but I was th- one. I was thinking of Faceball. Two. Uh, two. I remember. I remember the cover. The cover's super weird. Yeah. It looks like you know, like a squished racket ball with a bird yes, attacking. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I guess I've never played this game. Is it's, it fun? It's kind of fun. I, I don't know Uh-oh. if I'd recommend it anymore. But like back in the day, I, me and a friend, really played a lot of it because mm-hmm. it was super cute. Um, but yeah, that's that's Smartball, and that's about it for Smartball. Uh-huh. Uh, it's that it's a game you'll never hear from ever again. It'll Put never the cap on that again. Wait, you said there was you had a quote though. Yeah. So taking us out of the whole episode, obviously there is no more fitting song than theme of Laura from Silent Hill Two, which mm-hmm. I felt, uh, which is I can attribute my entire love of the series basically back to this song because I didn't get mm-hmm. too into I didn't get that much into Silent Hill One. I heard it was creepy and weird and really unique, but I didn't really bite. But then Silent Hill Two. I PS2 was just about a year old. Mm-hmm. I'd had a PS2, but like that first year for PS2 was pretty rough. There wasn't a whole lot of really cool, unique stuff that you needed to get. Silent Hill 2, I remember like bumping into a couple of friends at Walmart mm-hmm. and someone just saying they had just finished it. And it had only come out like a week or two earlier. Mm-hmm. And they had just finished it and they were like, oh man, it is absolutely insane. And I'm like, yeah, um, it's kind of, kind of interesting. Like, oh yeah, the reviews were really good too. And uh, there's a buy two get one free sale coming up at Toys R Us where I work, so maybe I'll get. It. And he starts talking about the last boss, and he's like, "Yeah, the last boss is this. I don't know. It's like this demon in a bed, and it's like floating at you, like I'm a bed, and just like <laughs> that phrase. I'm like, I have to see what he's talking about. But then it's not wrong. And then yeah, yeah, and then when I actually get there, that is such an intense scene that you're like, uh-huh. I'm finding a bed. <laughs> and it's actually really creepy. Um, but then, yeah, and then the, t- turning on the game for the first time and seeing the this the theme of Laura with the intro movie that it plays is just like this to me kicked off the PlayStation Two. Like the first year was kind of a okay, let's get it out there, whatever. But Silent Hill Two, like just and this system's going to run with the ball and never look back. Like the end yeah. of two thousand one was absolutely beautiful for for PS Two because you got like Ace Combat Four was in there, Final Fantasy Ten was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a huge, huge uh, last three months of the year, um, October, November, December, and uh, yeah, theme of lore, no better song to take us out. And uh, I got a one of the quotes that I got from uh, I was asking Yamaoka about this song because it says like it mentions on like IMDb says he finished that song in three days. Like wow. he conceived it, wrote it, wow. and it only took him three days. Wow! So oh, which wow. and I asked like was that an atypical amount of time for such a robust piece of music, or do you generally work that quickly? And he replied, uh, actually, it was a special case. I created one of the Silent Hill 1 songs that starts with the mandolin in three hours. For me, I think that I lose energy and punch if I spend a long time to create songs. I think it's better for not only music works, but for other products to just simply write or express what we want to say, rather than taking a long time and create very carefully. The players Mm -hmm. often love the different parts or elements from what the creators put special focus on. So I don't think spending time and making things carefully is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, interesting. Interesting perspective from something that sounds absolutely masterfully produced. Yeah. Um, so sometimes throwing yourself in there is a good idea. Helps to be a genius. It helps to be absolutely proficient in what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, VGMPR.com, Cape Crisis, Laser Time, or other podcasts. Thank you. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. Silent Hill HD Collection's out now, or if you have a backwards compatible PS2, it will still play 2, 3, 4, mm-hmm. 1. It'll play all of them. And uh, yeah, check out the series. And I hear good things about Downpour, so give it a look.